Get ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I'm your host, Marty Layton. It's always an honor to gather with you and hear from heaven right here on Speak Life. You know, it is the most wonderful time of the year. And uh, what a wonderful time of the year for families, uh, for loved ones to share. Amen. Christmas is one of my favorite times of the year. We love to celebrate. We love to enjoy all the festivities of Christmas and uh my family affectionately calls me Mr. Christmas because I love it that much. Uh, I love that no matter where you go, you're going to hear Christmas music celebrating Jesus. And uh, I love that. I love the fact that people are are focused on Jesus uh, and celebrating him uh, in this season of time. You know, yes, it's a, yes, we buy Christmas gifts, yes, uh, all the other stuff is around, but... Uh, at the same time, <clears throat> the, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. And, you know, the entire foundation uh, as believers in Jesus is found in the Immaculate Conception and the virgin birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. Jesus was God incarnate. God came to his people. Amen. God himself humbled himself, became a man, became a baby, uh, and became a man and and lived a sinless life to redeem us from all sin, from all death, and from an eternity separated from God. You know, Isaiah prophesied this. He said, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. I've preached upon that about that many uh, years before, but a child is born and a son was given. And then then it goes on to say, and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful, <clears throat> Counselor, <clears throat> the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And then it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So a child is born Uh, The only begotten Son of God was given. His name is Wonderful, right? His name is Counselor. He's there to to give us the mind of Christ, to counsel us. And uh, and then it says Mighty God, which in the Hebrew is is the word El Gibor, and it means Hero God, God our mighty hero, amen? Uh, The everlasting, restoring our relationship, to our Father forever, Father, uh, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. You know that we've talked about that term before. It means the warrior of our peace, <clears throat> the one who came to destroy the chaos of the enemy and establish his eternal peace in our hearts. In the increase of his government and his peace, there shall be no end. <clears throat> You know, his rulership over the nations will never end. His peace will reign supreme. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. It goes on to say in Isaiah chapter 9 that this prophetic promise will never cease until his justice and his judgment is established. Yeah, I just love Christmas. Christmas is such an important holiday. Uh, It's a time of renewal of the faith for many people. Uh, People start thinking about Jesus. They become mindful uh, of the gift that God gave. They start thinking about scriptures like John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life, right? A great reminder of the future that he promised. You know, if we'll humble ourselves, even as God humbled himself, we'll see his salvation. The word salvation, as you know, it means nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness and soundness in every area of life. 
It's all-encompassing, the word salvation. And so God gave me a personal word for this Christmas and for this uh, uh, community of believers. Regardless of the battles that we've all had to fight through, this word is still a personal prophetic word for us. This will be a great Christmas time. This will be a great Christmas time. Amen. Just say that sometimes. This will be a great Christmas time. That is a prophetic decree. This will be a great Christmas time. I believe the word of the Lord, and we are seeing it come forth. Amen. God is faithful. I want to encourage you to declare Merry Christmas everywhere you go. Merry Christmas. You know, it has been under attack for years. Declare it. Merry Christmas. Amen. Everywhere you can, fill the atmosphere with the celebration of Jesus. Merry Christmas. Amen. I was uh, driving into the parking lot of, of the grocery store yesterday. And uh, I, you know, I, I, I am a grandpa. And so I drive like a grandpa. And uh, I drive slow and calculated and and uh, so the the first spot opened up, and uh, I just thanked the Lord for it. Drove quietly in it, and uh, it was a very tight parking lot. And then about three seconds, maybe five seconds later, <coughs> another car comes flying into the parking spot next to me. And uh, I could see the, the man that was driving the car was very angry. And uh, he jumps out of his car and he starts yelling at me. And, uh, and I said, I'm sorry, did I offend you in some kind of way? <clears throat> he said, do you, he said some expletives towards me. And uh, I just looked at him and I said, I apologize if I've offended you. And uh, he just began to weep. And he said, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm so hot-headed. I don't know why I'm running my mouth like this. He said, you didn't take my spot. I just wanted that spot. And he went on and on and on. And I said, listen, I'm a pastor. Can I pray for you? I was able to just take a couple minutes and speak a word of hope to him and encourage him and just bless him. And uh, and he went on his way. And I saw him in the grocery store a couple times after that. And he waved and smiled and uh <coughs> Just let me encourage you uh, with hope from heaven. Uh, Be a hope dealer. A friend of mine that I grew up with says, uh, Marty, you're a hopium dealer. Not an opium dealer, but a hopium dealer. And I say yes. Uh, When God speaks to his people, he unleashes the power of hope. So yes, I am a hopium dealer. I give hope every place I can. Jeremiah said, we're called to be prisoners of hope. God showed me uh, this morning as I was praying that he was releasing angels uh, on assignment now. (coughs) That really they were already here, uh, but they were invading as a force in the halls of government and pushing back the powers of darkness in the halls of government, in D.C. especially. And Michael, the archangel, is charging forth uh, with the decrees of God's people, leading the charge. And I heard in the Spirit, early this morning as I was praying, I heard in the Spirit the sound of the Liberty Bell ringing out over America again. I could hear it ringing. I can hear it today, right this second. And, uh, and then it was a mixture of Christmas bells and the Liberty Bell ringing loudly. And it, I could hear Christmas bells. I could hear the Liberty Bell ringing together loudly. Listen, God is turning everything around in America. He's not taking time off for Christmas. He's still at work right now. His forces, angelic armies, are at work right now. I saw the darkest uh, evil spirits uh, that I've ever seen, the darkest 
evil spirits. And, and they had been embedded for hundreds of years in the dirt and in the soil and in the, in, in the, um, in the land. And uh, <coughs> I saw these evil spirits being pulled out of darkness and pulled up out of the land and arrested and bound and cast out. This was early this morning. And I specifically saw a spirit that I immediately knew was the spirit of Jezebel, a Jezebel spirit being exposed, being defeated, and being cast out. (coughs) And there was a hidden set of controlling cords that were in the land that were being cut. And uh, the Lord reminded me of a word that he spoke to me last year uh, regarding puppet strings uh, that were being cut, these cords uh, to men's hearts that were being cut. Uh, But these cords that I saw in this vision last night was more like uh, steel cables, but they were like living steel cables. It's hard to describe. And it was controlling the hearts of men in government. And these great warrior angels were cutting through every one of these cords with these great swords that they had in their hand. These swords were drawn, and they were cutting these cables, these cords, these controlling cords and powers. And it was cutting like a hot knife through butter. There was no uh, resistance to to their sword. It just cut it easily. And this was the underbelly of wickedness in America being cut out and being cut off. And all along, I'm watching this, I'm hearing the bells of Christmas, and I'm hearing the Liberty Bell still ringing loudly. Why do I say all this? I'm telling you something is happening in this moment. God is reversing the curse. God is reversing the curse. And I'm going to decree it again. This is going to be a great Christmas time. This is going to be a great Christmas time. Let me just say that prophetic word, prophetic visions, prophetic dreams, they don't always mean the obvious, uh, but they must be declared and they must be warred with. And I know this community of faith is a tribe of great prophetic warriors, prayer warriors, uh, who will stand in <clears throat> like watchmen on the walls and decree the word of the Lord and war with those prophetic words. I I know you're those who will not keep silent, but continue to secure the victory for future generations by waging a good warfare with these prophecies. Amen. And this is what this is all about. I'm not going to interpret all of this, but I I wanted to share it uh, because something uh, may look one way when you first hear it at the moment, uh, but behind the scenes, something else uh, is happening. And, and sometimes we see things going on on our television screens, and we see things going on around us, and we hear reports, and we think we know what's going on, but something entirely different is happening. And uh, it, it is a, a tactic of demonic powers to get people to believe in a lie. And so God is changing the course of America, and we're turning back to him. And this is the time of great awakening. Amen. So I want to encourage you, hear the bells of Christmas and hear the liberty bell ringing in the spirit today. God is waking up his people, waking up America, (coughs) and everything is turning right now. Amen. And get ready for 2024. It will be a time of war, but it will be a time of breakthrough. It'll be a time of takeover. It'll be a time of open doors. It'll be a time of taking back all that the enemy has tried to steal. God himself has saved us from disaster. He saved us from shame. He saved us from destruction. He has saved us from the enemies taking over. This is a fact. Amen? This is a fact in the Spirit, and you're going to see it. It will be plain, and everyone will know the word of the Lord prevailed. 
In the, in the book of Revelation, in chapter 3, the Lord said to John, <coughs> These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. And then he says, I know your works. I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. For you have a little strength, but you've kept my word, and you've not denied my name. And that's where we are. God has opened things. He shut things. And uh, though we have only had a little bit of strength against this, we've kept his word, and we've not denied his name. And therefore, God is on the scene and bringing freedom and deliverance again. God knows the enemies are stronger and bigger than us, and we have little strength. But this isn't what he told Joshua and Moses. He said, you're going to go into a land uh, full of enemies that are greater and more powerful than you, nations that are greater than you. But I'm for you, and if I'm before you, who can be against you? Uh, So grab hold of his promises and continue to stand and believe and he will fight for us. The Lord of hosts, the Lord Sabaoth is fighting for us. He's opening doors no one can shut. Hear that again. He's opening doors that nobody can shut. But he's shutting doors that nobody can open. <coughs> he's shutting doors on the enemy that the enemy cannot open. Amen? And he is setting before us an open door. In 2024. Amen. By the way, you don't want to miss our 2024 Word of the Lord service. Uh, We will be announcing more on this this coming week, uh, but you want to stay tuned for that. Amen. Amen. We're going to come before the Lord with our gifts of love, our tithes, our offerings. (coughs) And I want to take a a little bit of extra time. I'm going to tell you up front, I want to take a little extra time uh, speaking about this tonight, because God really spoke some things to me. And uh, here on Speak Life, we minister to the Lord with our gifts of love. We minister to the Lord. You know, in Scripture, priests were chosen by God to minister to God. And how do they minister to God? With tithes and offerings. And, and we'll come to the altar uh, tonight as kings and priests unto our God with our gifts to minister to the Lord and with our petitions, our prayer requests. God told me that he was breaking generational curses tonight, breaking curses. There's an anointing for destroying family curses right now, and God is arresting and destroying the powers of darkness and breaking family curses. God has been hearing your prayers, and the answer is on the way. And I want to remind you to go to our website, lifepointchurch.cc. It's lifepointchurch.cc. Share with us your prayer requests. If you go to lifepointchurch.cc, you'll, you'll see a link there that you can click on and share your prayer request with me. That goes directly into my inbox, and I take them before the Lord every day. I pray over our, over our people. I pray over these prayer requests, and I'm very grateful to the Lord for those he entrusts me uh, to pray for and to minister to. So I take these prayer requests very seriously. If you send it to me, I'm going to pray. And when God gives us a word of promise, we take these before the Lord together in prayer. And power is released that unlocks the gates of hell that have been shut up against us, standing in the way, but the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. Amen? So we're coming to the altar of the Lord tonight with our tithes and our offerings. And we're sowing into the future, and it is a future without a curse. Let me say that again. We're going to sow into the future, and it is a future without a curse. God has already authorized the breaking of the curse. But this is a personal application for you tonight. 
There's something God has highlighted and wants to do by His Spirit tonight for you. Sometimes God wants to move in salvation, and He wants uh, wants some to get saved. Sometimes He moves in uh, restoring of the prodigals. Sometimes He moves with healing. Sometimes He moves to deliver. <coughs> but tonight, as we come to His altar to minister to Him, God wants to break family curses. And when we sow our offering tonight, just declare, I'm sowing into the future tonight without a curse. Amen? Declare what you want broken. And if you want, post, your, post it in your comments. Uh, and this is, this is what I'm believing God for. Put it in the comments on, on Facebook or on YouTube or, or Rumble, wherever you're watching. You know, Proverbs 29 it says, without a vision, people perish. We understand the vision part means the prophetic revelation or the prophet's ministry. But the word perish, <clears throat> without a vision, people perish. That word perish means to dwell without restraints and eventually become paralyzed so that without prophetic revelation, we are limited to drawing strength from what's behind us. And if you listen to the news or any television show or any movie, there's literally no hope. Even in many pulpits, there's a rehashing of old information, old wineskin revelation, and there's very little hope for the future in the past. <coughs> Some people that are claiming to be prophets even are preparing people for something terrible that is coming upon us. They know that they know that something bad is about to happen in the nations, and it's going to happen here, and it's going to happen. Listen, we better get ready for the rapture, is what they start uh, talking about. And I'm, t I'm talking about people who are pulling from the past. Let me tell you, God is raising up warriors, warriors that are taking the kingdom by force, an ecclesia, that has the power and the authority to bind and to loose so much that the very gates of hell shall not prevail against us. We are not backing off. We are not backing down. We are possessing. <clears throat> Listen, he is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, and he is everything in between. And God has great plans for you great plans for your future, great plans for your family, great plans for your nation. And I know that there is at least 52 nations that watch this broadcast. God has great plans for you, great plans for your future, great plans for your nation. Too many people are offering a cursed future, and their perspective is without light, without revelation, without illumination, without a vision, People perish. <coughs> a curse upon a nation, a curse upon the church, a curse upon the future. And they wonder why people are leaving churches or just staying home and not going to church at all. Later, I'm going to begin teaching about the voice of God and the gifts of the Spirit and unwrapping the gift of God within you. <coughs> this is revelation that God has birthed in me. Uh, and with over 35 years of prophetic ministry, I know what I'm talking about. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. I'm telling you, I have a revelation that has been born of God and birthed in me over 35 years of solid, prophetic, proven ministry. But the main objective of the enemy is to paralyze the church to stop you from progressing forward into the future that God has prepared for you. He wants you so focused on the present and so focused upon the past that you don't look for the future. Just as the enemy did in the garden, with just a few words of deceit, a few words of manipulation, he stopped him in their tracks. And he's doing the same thing today. He's robbing people of the hope of the future. I want you to know God is destroying the generational curses that great-grandpa opened the door to 
or great grandma that suddenly you're dealing with <coughs> somebody you never met, uh, somebody you never knew in your bloodline way before you bowed their knee to something and you had to wrestle with it. And I'm not talking about uh, just uh, 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 keeping something at bay. I'm talking about breaking a curse. And if you've had to deal with some things all your life, I'm telling you, God is about to break this curse. This time it goes for good. And God is showing up today with a light of revelation that drives out the darkness and lights the path to your future. The psalmist declared the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. We're not supposed to get brighter and then go dark. No, we're supposed to get brighter and brighter. More revelation, more illumination, more freedom, more liberty, no curse. Yes, I am a hopium dealer. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And if we've ever needed a manifestation of the power of God, we need it today. How could Daniel, how could Isaiah, how could Elijah have more revelation than I have today? They did not. We have more today because we have a new and a better covenant. And I'm pressing in, and I feel the pressure from heaven to go for more because we have a better covenant. We don't have the Spirit of God uh, uh, in a visitation. We have a habitation. Amen? <coughs> I don't want the United States government to call psychics and false prophets for supernatural information. They need to be able to call upon the church. They need to be able to call upon true prophets to give them insights and revelation from God. And by the way, I have given prophetic words to many in powerful positions who have seen supernatural results and receive answers from God because of it. I just can't talk about it uh, and, and take credit for it. You know, some psychics do those kind of things, and, and they try to get the glory to themselves. God gets all the glory. Amen? I'm not boasting. I'm telling you the, the church has to get past these religious arguments and get to something real and see it manifest. Amen. Power. God wants to release power. And if the enemy can get you tripped up on a curse long enough, he can stop you from looking into the future. Without a vision, people perish. <clears throat> the enemy wants to keep the church from receiving prophets. Because, because, because of that, curses will prevail. Without a vision, without the prophet's ministry, people perish. They become paralyzed. They become uh, uh, des desperate. And generational curses are set up in mindsets and in people's thinking. Uh, they begin to, to see no result and they say, well, this is just the way it works. Uh, uh, whatever that, that prophet said doesn't work. Uh, whatever the Bible says doesn't work. And they begin to have a mindset of a generational curse, and it keeps them from receiving the light of the future. Without a vision, people perish. They dwell without restraints. They eventually open the door to curses. They're paralyzed. Mindsets and then curses prevail. And God is unleashing the prophetic and breaking the generational curses. He's releasing hope from the voice of his prophets. Hope. Hope. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. You have to have hope. Christmas is all about God releasing hope. Amen? We must have hope for the future. And God has already given me a word for the new year, and it's going to be powerful. I am ready for 2024, and God has given me a specific grace to do this. And God told me this day, I want to dismantle and destroy generational curses this day. And it all begins at the altar, at the altar. In Deuteronomy 27, <clears throat> I know I'm taking a little bit of time with this, but I want you to get this. In Deuteronomy 27, it says, All these curses shall come close to you, 
shall come upon you, but it literally means come close to you. It shall, they shall chase you down if not resisted, is what those words mean in there. And they'll try to slow you down, <coughs> try to stop your progress. And they shall pursue you and then eventually overtake you. That's a generational curse. Why does that happen? Deuteronomy 27, it says, Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God and keep his commandments. Now, I know that this is Old Testament, but hear me out. The free will of a person is still in effect. And if someone chooses to do evil or to allow wickedness, they can be opening the door to a curse. In generations past, that is exactly what happened. And that is the result of not obeying the voice of the Lord. When God said, don't do that, they did it. And they opened the door to a curse. Now, I know Jesus broke the power of the curse, and he has delivered us. But still, we have to apply the promise and obey his voice. Amen? The good news is this. Blessings can pursue you and overtake you. It takes listening and obeying the voice of the Lord, right? In Second Chronicles is the story of Jehoshaphat. Uh, and, and it says in Second Chronicles 20, in verse 20, it says, Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. That's how you break generational curses. Why am I talking so much on this? <clears throat> Taking so much time on this? Because God has a powerful future prepared for you. And you are one decision away from possessing your promise. We're closing out this calendar year. I believe God wants you to leave some things behind. I believe God wants to deal with some things so that you go into 2024 without these things bothering you or bothering the generations in front of you. Amen? You know, it, it was little David, a little boy, <coughs> who killed the giant. Listen, a little gift can take down a giant curse. I want you to pray. I want you to sow a seed into your future without a curse. Enemies surrounded Jehoshaphat. And the Bible says Jehoshaphat feared. But God began to release a prophetic word to him and said, Don't be afraid. You don't need to fight in this. The battle belongs to the Lord. And even though he was surrounded by an alliance of armies who was looking to destroy Jehoshaphat, Judah, and most of Jerusalem, Jehoshaphat listened to the voice of the Lord. <clears throat> and the Bible says he gave an offering of what God asked for, and then public worship in the face of his enemy. What an offering. And what was the result? God caused enemies to turn on one another, and he released angel armies to swoop in and come to fight the battle that they were facing until the battlefield was cleared of all the enemies. Now, what does that have to do with generational curses? Because generations could have been destroyed by this curse. The enemy was not only looking to affect those people, but the generations to come. And instead of the curse, they listened to the voice of the Lord, and they received abundance and prosperity. Three days of gathering in the spoils of war. Listen, God told me he's ready to destroy generational curses. And they positioned themselves Jehoshaphat, they positioned themselves, hear that, positioned themselves, and they believed God, they believed his prophets, they made their offering to God, and then they prospered. Meaning, what does prosper mean there? It means success. It means financial prosperity. It means life. It means favor. It means thriving and flourishing. And it means generational blessings. <coughs> I want to pray for you right now as we bring to the Lord our tithes and our offerings. And we're going to bring it to the altar. I believe in this. Now, there's no physical altar in front of me. There is a spiritual altar here. And we built an altar of worship 
an altar of prayer, a prophetic uh, uh, monument to God, an altar. We know what God has done for us. We're not doubting. There's no room for doubt in this. We have hope. We have a future. We have promises. And I believe as we lay our offering on this altar today, that something powerful is happening. Lord, I pray that you move in every life, in every person, in every family right now. You're breaking curses right now. I decree no more sickness, no more poverty, no more inferiority, no more rage, no more anger, no more pride, no more prejudice, no more divisions, no more family issues, no more family secrets, uh, whatever it is, Father, <coughs> whatever it is they're believing to break right now, I come against these generational curses now in the name of Jesus. And as we sow our seeds and we place these gifts upon your altar, we know these curses are broken now in Jesus' name. We receive that word. We believe the voice of God. And we receive the breaking off of these curses now, jealousy, guilt, lies, deceit, stinginess. Father, I release prosperity and generosity now. Whatever curse you're believing God to, to break, declare it right now. Break it off of us, God. I call it broken off of your people now. In the name of Jesus, I decree that they are released from this bondage and that these curses are broken now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, Father, let the wind of God come. Let the breath of God come. Let the, the wind of your spirit blow. Let every generational curse be blown away. God, this coming year, you told me it was a year of separation. You're separating the chaff from the wheat. That means it's harvest time. And Father, there are, there are those who, are, who have been playing games are being separated out now. And Father, there are those who are genuine and they are about to receive the answers to their prayers, the fullness of their life that you've determined for them, Father. <clears throat> and I release blessing that overtakes them and, and, and overwhelms their life now. In the name of Jesus, fathers, we sow our seed. We're declaring this is the future that I'm believing for. In Jesus' name, a future without a curse. Father, we're leaving these things behind before we go into 2024. Every curse broken off of us now. In Jesus' name. Now declare, I am free from every generational curse now. In Jesus' name. Just declare it. I am free from every generational curse now, in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> amen, amen. Now, if you know how to give, uh, it's very simple. If you're watching on social media, there's a link that you can click on. Uh, you can give that way. If you prefer text giving, uh, you can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Text any amount. Uh, there's a QR code right there. You can scan that with your phone, uh, and that'll pull up a giving page on your phone if you want to give that way. Uh, there's also a link on our website, lifepointchurch.cc. There's a link that you can click on, a giving link there. Uh, <clears throat> or you can mail in your offerings. Some people prefer to mail in their offerings. If you prefer to mail in your offering, you make your check out to LifePoint and mail it to P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. That's P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. I believe it. I believe curses are being broken. Amen. Without a vision, people perish. But when the, the opposite, opposite of that is true, uh, <clears throat> with the receiving of the prophets the blessing flows. Amen. <coughs> Believe God and be established. Believe his prophets and so shall you prosper. Amen. I, I actually feel fantastic. Uh, <clears throat> I do a lot of talking, a lot of praying 
a lot of decrees, a lot of reading the Word of God out loud. And so I, I, at some point, I've got to give my voice a little bit of a rest. Uh, maybe I'll do that over Christmas, but uh, that's why you hear a little bit of irritation now. But I am feeling fantastic. Thank you for your praying. Uh, thank you for standing with us. We love each and every one of you. And and thank you for all the emails and the texts and the instant messages and uh, the words of encouragement. We just receive every one of them. And I I speak the blessing of the Lord back over you when you do that. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to jump right into our prophetic workshop. And I've titled this uh, in, in light of Christmas, Unwrapping the Gift. Unwrapping the Gift. I want to teach this over probably the next couple of weeks. Unwrapping the Gift or the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you know God wants you to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit? What are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Well, there's tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Those three are called the vocal gifts, right? Then there are word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and the discerning of spirit. Those are the revelational gifts. And then you have the gift of faith, gifts of healings. <coughs> excuse me, in the working of miracles, and those are the power gifts. So you have the, the vocal gifts, revelation gifts, and the power gifts. Now, some people say, well, um, can I move in the gifts of the Spirit? Yes, you can. I can prove it to you biblically. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 7 says the manifestation of the spirit is giving to each given to each one for the profit of all we say that again but the manifestation of the spirit is giving to, given to each one for the profit of all everybody receives the gifts of the spirit when you receive the holy spirit you receive all of the holy spirit not part of the Holy Spirit, but all of the Holy Spirit, everything he has. <coughs> Excuse me. And so the gifts of the Spirit are also known in Scripture as the manifestations of the Spirit. And so the nine gifts of the Spirit are the nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And so the manifestation of the Spirit is given to everybody to profit with all. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. And so this is for every Holy Spirit-filled believer. If you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, <coughs> you need to come to church. We'll lay hands on you, and you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, Pastor Tracy and I, a few weeks back, we were ministering at a... Um, at a um, a uh, rehab center, and um, somebody wanted prayer, and uh, so they asked for prayer, and so I started praying for them, and uh, released a prophetic word to them, and they started praying in the Holy Spirit, and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, and then next thing you know, I had a line of people, and then about three hours later, we had ministered uh, to each and every person there, and uh, they all got prophetic words, and they all got baptized in the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not hard. It's very easy. And if you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's very simple. It's very easy, and, and I would love to be able to minister that to you at some point in time. Uh, but Holy Spirit-filled believers... Are, are Christians who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is, they've received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And so now the manifestation of the Holy Spirit looks like the nine gifts of the Spirit, right? So Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 12, it says, Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you already know them, to be established in present truth. In other words, you may know some things, but God wants you to stay cognizant of these things 
so that you'll you'll be established in everything that he's restored up to this moment or present truth. And so this is what I call unwrapping the gift, unwrapping the gift, allowing God to use you in any situation, in any way he desires. Amen? God desires that we flow with him and that we be established in present truth. God wants you to be able to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. He wants you established in that present truth. You can do miracles because Christ is in you. Amen? The Holy Spirit is in you. The miracle worker is in you. God is progressive And as truth is marching on, amen, Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, it says, Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, if you need a refreshing, you just need to get into the presence of the Lord. It takes a little repentance sometimes. It takes turning away from old things, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you and uh, <coughs> encourage you on what you need to um, leave behind and how you need to be, be able to move forward. But that's how you stay established in present truth, and you have the refreshing presence of the Lord. Amen. And then in verse 20, it says, And he shall send Jesus Christ which before was preached unto you. Now, some people are just saying, these are the end times, get ready for evil to run rampant, and uh, because Jesus is coming back right now. Well, I would, I would argue with you that he's not coming back right now. Uh, and I'm going to show you why. Verse 21, it says, Whom the heavens, says, He shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive or retain until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. So times of restitution. Another word for restitution is restoration. Times of restoration. God is progressively restoring truth to the church. And he doesn't want us to become old wineskins. He wants us to be new wineskins that are established in present truth, right? For example, in uh, in the 1500s, Martin Luther broke God's people out of religious bondage by declaring Romans 117, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith, not by indulgences purchased from the Catholic Church, all these other things. And you know, I've preached on this before, October 31st, 1507. Uh, He nailed his 95-point thesis, uh, objecting the rule of the Roman Catholic Church. And the hammer sound was called the shot heard round the world. Uh, But God's truth was marching on, and he was restoring he restored more established uh, a truth <coughs> so that people would draw close to God and receive present truth for 1507. In the 1900s, there was the Pentecostal charismatic movement. People received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. In 1906, uh, God birthed uh, the Azusa Street Revival. And the fire of the Holy Spirit began to be released again. And uh, William Seymour began to uh, preach about the fire of God and the baptism of the Holy Spirit on Azusa Street in California. (coughs) I've been to that very place. It's very anointed still to this day. That was 1906. In 1950, God restored the office of the evangelist. Uh, that's the gift, one of the fivefold gifts of Jesus Christ, uh, the office of the evangelist. Thousands were saved daily. You can go back and look at these black and white films of the evangelists like uh, uh, T.L. Osborne and, and uh, Dwight L. Moody and, and um, Oral Roberts and Kenneth Hagin. They would pray and thousands would come and give their life to Jesus. Uh, 
Billy Graham, Billy Sunday, all these men would, they preach and thousands would come to Jesus. Uh, I remember seeing a film where uh, Kenneth Hagin would be preaching. It's kind of crazy sounding, but people would start to, to lift up off the floor as he was preaching. And then he'd wave his arm and they'd all fall under the power. It was powerful. God was restoring the office of the evangelists in 1950s. In the 60s, the charismatic movement began. It was the restoration of the gift of speaking in tongues. People spoke in tongues all over the place in the 60s. The enemy had his, had his uh, cultural revolution, but God released a countercultural revolution. Listen, that's the difference. Some people uh, are, are looking at the world <coughs> and saying, we need to reach the world, so we need to act more like the world so that the world will come to church. It's not the way it works. We're not supposed to be a cohesive uh, uh, community with the world. We're supposed to offer a counterculture. Uh, the world does things their way, and God's people does things their way. And that's the way the Bible makes it perfectly clear, dark and light. And so what fellowship has light with darkness? And so in the 60s, God brought forth the office of the pastor. As people began <coughs> being saved in the 50s, <coughs> they began speaking in tongues, and they all started gathering and so they needed someone to shepherd them, and the office of the pastor was established. And so when they got saved, they, they got pastored. In the 70s, God restored the office of the teacher. Many would come uh, to these camp-out meetings called camp meetings, and they'd camp out for days uh, and, and even sometimes weeks to hear men like Kenneth Hagin and, and Kenneth Copeland and and different ones teach at these camp meetings. And uh, it, that was the 1970s. That's about when I started coming into the kingdom. And then in the 80s, God restored the office of the prophet. And a deeper flow of the gifts of the Holy Spirit was released. And, and the office of the prophet started stirring up more of, of the prophetic. Suddenly, people recognize the gifts of the Spirit, uh, but they wanted to, to know how does this function uh, uh, in, in the church properly. And that's where the office of the prophet came in and began to explain how to flow in the power of God and the gifts of the Spirit, specifically prophecy. <coughs> and then in the 90s, God restored the office of the apostle, and he began rebuilding the church as God's truth began to march throughout history and God was establishing present truth. And through all of this, uh, uh, of this faith, uh, faith was the activating force. All of these moves of faith were, faith became the activating force. Not feelings, not goosebumps, not signs, not sensations. Faith in God. Faith is activated for Holy Spirit appropriation. Let me say that again. Faith is activated for Holy Spirit appropriation. This is how God establishes us in present truth by keeping us updated in our faith. Amen? Romans chapter 12 and verse 6, it says, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that's given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of our faith. Okay, so right there we start discovering that each one of us have different, different gifts of the Spirit. And it's according to the grace that God's given to us. Some people may prophesy easier than others. Some people may just be able to believe God easier than others. Some people may uh, have a greater level of discernment than others, right? Some people find it easier to speak in tongues all day long. <clears throat> Whatever the grace that God's given to you, do it according to your proportion of faith. He specifically highlights prophecy there. 
But he's talking about all of the gifts of the Spirit. And so according to the grace given to us, God can be defined, I mean, grace can be defined as God's divine unmerited enablement, (coughs) not just favor, but God empowering you to be able to do something. God himself uses your mustard seed faith, and he enables you to move in his ability or his gifting, the manifestation of the Spirit of God. It's like the gift of salvation. We don't have to feel anything. We just hear the truth of his word. We believe it. We receive it. We receive his grace, and we step out with action, uh, living the new life. So with the gifts of the Spirit, we receive the activation of his truth, stepping out and learning how to flow in the Holy Spirit. And God causes us to unwrap those gifts. In other words, you're not going to just immediately flow at the top. It takes an unwrapping. It takes a development. I used to develop film uh, and remember film? Now we don't even have film nowadays, but <coughs> I used to develop film in a dark room. And you'd go from tray to tray, and there were uh, uh, step gauges that you would burn into the, into the film so that you could see how long to uh, manage in each chemical until you got to the finished product. Then you could turn the light on and you had the full-color picture. Well, that's moving in the Spirit is exactly the same way. Uh, you go through stages of development, stages of, uh, uh, you know, and sometimes it, some, some chemicals take a little bit longer, some steps take a little bit longer with some people. Uh, it just depends on the, the picture. And so we learn to unwrap, we learn to flow in the Holy Spirit, but God gives us his divine ability to hear him and to flow in that according to our measure of faith by his grace, divine enablement abilities within us. So uh, we're just about out of time, but uh, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit uh, Apostle Paul wrote all of this in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. If you want to study that out, and I would encourage you to read it this week. Uh, but it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. The word agnueo is the word ignorant there. It means lacking a workable knowledge. God does not want you lacking a workable knowledge of the, Holy, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so it says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. In other words, they didn't speak, but God speaks. That's why they were called dumb idols versus God. Wherefore, I give you, I give to you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, that no man can say that Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. So now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Holy Spirit. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all or for the common good. For to one is given the Spirit By the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another, faith, by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healing, by the same Spirit. See, Apostle Paul is making a point here. To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh (coughs) that one and selfsame Spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills. So everyone who is born again and filled with the Holy Spirit is called to flow in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit or the nine gifts of the Spirit of God. Amen. Well, how do I know God wants me to do that? In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, in verse 1, it says, Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts but rather that you may prophesy. And so let me break that down a little bit. It says, follow after charity. Well, the word charity uh, is is the word love, 
<coughs> and it means God's giving kind of love. That's, that's why they interpreted it to mean charity, God's giving kind of love. In other words, without a selfish motive. The motive is to be a blessing. Follow after God's kind of love to be a blessing to others. And then it says, and desire spiritual gifts. The word desire is, is, the, is the Greek word zilu. It means to be zealous for or to, be, uh, to lust after. It's a very strong word in the Greek. Desire spiritual gifts. You should be so on fire to flow in spiritual gifts. And then it says, but rather that you may prophesy. So why would Apostle Paul say you should desire to do this, but rather than that, you may prophesy? He's not saying that. What he's saying there is is the word in order, not but rather, but the, the better interpretation of that is desire or burn hot after spiritual gifts in order that you may prophesy. Follow after God's kind of giving love in order that you may prophesy. Amen? So we're going to continue unwrapping these gifts next week, and you're going to love the next few weeks because I I really passionately love to teach about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But that's a a primer to kind of get you going. Uh, Read 1 Corinthians 12, 13, and 14. And uh, you'll start getting a better understanding. I, I would encourage you to read it in you know, several different translations if you can. There's many apps out there that you can uh, access different, interp- uh, different uh, translations. But read those three chapters. <coughs> Let that begin to come alive within you. And uh, I, I'm going to start challenging you a little bit further uh, next week and in the weeks to come to begin to flow in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so Sunday is going to be a powerful time. Let me just encourage you. uh, We are going to be online this Sunday, 10 a.m., right here online. And uh, I've got some more information to share with you, some uh, some good things to say. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the season that we're in, this Christmas season, how wonderful a season it is and what God's plans are for the future. Amen. But I want to thank all of you who stand with us continually, week after week, month after month, year after year, you stand with us, and you support us. And thank you so much for all that you do. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. And so tonight I decree the prophet's reward is released to you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for standing with us. Thank you for being a part of Speak Life and the ministry here at LifePoint Church. Amen. I want to decree again, this is going to be a great Christmas. A great Christmas. Amen. And speaking of Christmas, if you haven't completed your Christmas shopping, let me encourage you to go to visit our sponsor, Mike Lindell's website at MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. Mike Lindell, is, uh, he's opened up incredible discounts, and they're going to work all weekend long to make sure that you have delivery before Christmas. Here's the catch. You've got to use the promo code MARTY, my first name, MARTY, M-A-R-T-Y. Listen, when you do that, you're supporting Speak Life. This program costs money to produce, to publish, to put out there all the different things that we do now and all the different things that we plan on doing. It, it costs. And Mike Lindell has been helping with that cost. And every time you go to MyPillow or MyStore.com, you're supporting this show. And use the promo code Marty. You're supporting this show and the work of the Lord here. And so I want to encourage you, finish your Christmas shopping at MyPillow or MyStore.com. You're going to love these great products. Check them out. Use the promo code Marty. And I'm just telling you, it is going to be a blessing. If you prefer to call in your order, uh, there's a phone line dedicated for this audience. It's 800-859-2938. That's 800-859-2938. 
Tell the operator you want to use the promo code MARTY and you'll receive a special discount. I'm telling you, you're going to be blown away at the blessing uh, that you're going to get when you get to your checkout cart, the discount that'll be there. Amen. Remember, use the promo code MARTY and you'll, you'll see that discount. Amen. I also want to remind you that we are live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, right here on Facebook, YouTube, and on Rumble. Again, make sure you include Rumble in your viewing of Speak Life. Stay connected with us during the week. Watch us on all these different platforms. And follow me on all the different social media platforms, at Marty Layton, very simple, at Marty Layton. And uh, we'll, we'll keep you informed of what's going on. We'll keep you updated. We'll keep you encouraged. Amen. Also, if you like podcasts, please check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Come check us out there. Give us a five-star review. Help encourage uh, uh, the algorithms to populate us up a little bit higher. Amen. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life this week. I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you're empowered by the word of the Lord that comes week after week from Speak Life. I seek God to hear what he has to say and to encourage his people and to let you know that God is still in control. Amen. And I want to equip you by the spirit of God to know the voice of the Lord and to flow in the voice of the Lord and to be a blessing to the world around you. Amen. Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I want to thank you for tuning in today, and I want to encourage you always remember to speak life. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.